Hi, thanks for joining me today for Creeds and Deeds. Today, we are going to look at God's eternal decree. So join me as we check it out. Reformed and Evangelical, Confessional and Missional. Welcome to Creeds and Deeds. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 99. The Lord reigns, let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The king in his might loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also was among those who called upon his name. They called to the Lord and he answered them. In the pillar of the cloud he spoke to them. They kept his testimonies and the statute that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain. For the Lord our God is holy. This is the word of our Lord. Alright, thank you for joining me today. Today we're looking at Westminster Confession of Faith, Chapter 3, The Decrees of God. Or sorry, God's Eternal Decree is what we're looking at. So, Section 1. God from all eternity did, by the most wise and holy counsel of his own will, freely and unchangeably ordain whatever comes to pass. Yet he ordained all things in such a way that he is not the author of sin, nor does he force his creatures to act against their wills. Neither is the liberty or contingency of second causes taken away, but rather established. Article 2. Although God knows whatever may or can come to pass under all conceivable conditions, Yet, he has not decreed anything because he foresaw it as future or that which would come to pass under such conditions. Alright, so these two pretty much say that every single thing that happens, happens specifically because God, from eternity past, uh, by because of the counsel of his own will, freely and unchangeably, he he decided every single thing that happens. And you see that when Jesus is talking and he says uh, that not a sparrow can fall from the sky unless the Lord allows it to. Even He even ordains when a sparrow will die, even the smallest things. So the biggest things that happen and the smallest things that happen, he's in control of. Yet it's all done in a way that he does not or he's not the author of sin, and he also doesn't force creatures to act against their will. Um, And then also it says that in here that God knows every conceivable action that, or every conceivable, um, uh, what, what can come to pass under every conceivable condition. So he can see 
every single possibility for anything that could happen. However, he doesn't choose stuff based on its second or third uh, uh, conditions. So he doesn't choose the world or things to happen in the world because that will cause something else to happen because he is the cause of that thing to happen. And the best way that I saw this explained was is that for a man, we know that if we plant, if we choose to plant a seed, the seed will grow. If we'll plant a seed, water it, all of that stuff, then the seed will grow. If we choose not to plant a seed, even if we water it and try to take care of it, all that stuff, it's still not going to grow because no seed was planted. But for God, he doesn't have a cause like that or a secondary uh, uh, condition. He is the cause of every condition. So he can make the plant grow without it, there being a seed or whatever. Like he, Every condition that happens is primary. He chooses and ordains every single one of them. All right, section three. By God's decree and for the manifestation of his glory, some men and angels are predestined to everlasting life and others are foreordained to everlasting death. Four, these angels and men thus predestined and foreordained are individually and unchangeably designated and their number is so certain and definite that it cannot be either increased or decreased. All right, so this is saying that uh, God from before all time chose for the manifestation of his glory and for his own purposes some men and some angels that will spend eternity in heaven and others that will spend eternity in death in hell and they are predestined um, or designated in such a way and so like set in it that their number is so certain that it can't be increased or decreased so there's not um, somebody gave me a really good analogy of uh, um, Jesus said he goes to heaven to prepare a place for us after he resurrected and then ascended into heaven. And he said that in my father's house, there are many rooms, right? God knows how many of us will go to heaven. He knows exactly who we are and he's already prepared that room for us. He's not going to have to add on to the house one day to get room, to make room for every, for all the other people that come in that he didn't expect. And he's not going to have any empty rooms. Like he built the house and he prepared it specifically for the amount and the specific souls that he chose to save. All right, number five, those people who are predestined to life, God, before the foundation of the world was laid, according to his eternal and unchangeable purpose and the secret counsel and good pleasure of his will, has chosen in Christ to everlasting glory. He chose them out of his free grace and love alone, not because he foresaw faith or good works or perseverance in either of these or anything else in the creature as conditions or causes of moving him to do this and all to the praise of his glorious grace. So that one says that he, before the foundation of the earth and for his own purpose, chose the elect according to his will um, in Christ. And he chose them out of grace and love alone. And it's not because of anything we do. Some will try to tell you that God just looked down the corridor of time and saw those that would have faith 
And so because he knew they would choose him, he chose them. That's not how it works, though. God does it all. We have no say in the matter. The only say we have in the matter is the sin that made our salvation necessary. All right. Um, And then number six, as God has appointed to elect or the elect to glory, so he has, by his eternal and most free purpose of his will, foreordained the all the means to that end. Therefore, his chosen ones, all of them being fallen in Adam, are redeemed by Christ and are effectually called to faith in Christ by his Spirit working in due season. They are justified, adopted, sanctified, and kept by his power through faith unto salvation. No others are redeemed by Christ, effectually called, justified, adopted, sanctified, and saved, except the elect only. All right, so that one just reiterates that God doesn't just, he didn't just choose us and then he lets us like figure it out on our own. No, he does everything. He gives us the ability to exercise faith. He gives us the faith. He's the one that causes us to be, to become like Christ and be sanctified. And he's the one that keeps us in the faith until we die. And he's the one who, um, is, uh, sorry, he's the one or sorry, all of us who are fallen, which every person is fallen in Adam and deserves nothing but death. He chose some of us for his power to be redeemed in Christ. And that is the only way of salvation. And there will be no others except for those that Christ has died for. All right. The rest of mankind was pleased according to the unsearchable counsel of his own will, whereby the extends or withholds of mercy as he pleases or whereby he extends or withholds mercy as he pleases for the glory of his sovereign power over his creatures to pass by and to ordain them to dishonor and wrath for their sin to the praise of his glorious joy justice all right so this one um this one's hard for people they just can't people can't understand why god would uh choose some for life and then send others to hell but he doesn't send anybody to hell they send themselves to hell each person sends themselves to hell when we choose to sin and he is not the author of that however for his purpose because he has chosen that the way that he's he's decided that the way that he would be best glorified and the way that he would be, uh, his justice and his glory and his, uh, all of that would be best shown and the best praise would be coming out of it would be for him to choose to just pass over those ones and let them continue down the path that they're on to hell. So he doesn't send anybody to hell. We send ourselves to hell because we sin. But of those that are sending themselves to hell, everybody in the world, God, for his love for us, chose some of us, even though none of us deserve it. All right, uh, the next one is uh, number eight. The doctrine of this high mystery of predestination is to be handled with special prudence and care, so that men, taking heed to the will of God revealed in his word and yielding to obedience in it, may, from the certainty of their effectual calling, be assured of their eternal election. Thus, this doctrine shall provide reason for praise, reverence, and admiration for God, 
and for humility, diligence, and abundant consolation to all who sincerely obey the gospel. So this is saying that um, this doctrine, we should see it in a way, like take care to see it, to, to talk about it and to understand it so that we take heed that it, this shows that it's the will of God in Scripture, right? And it shows that um, we can see that uh, we're we're certain to, we can be certain of our calling because we're obeying the gospel you see if you don't understand predestination right you can be thinking like oh no what if I'm one of the elect what if I'm not one of the elect I don't want to go to hell all that stuff but if you understand this correctly that you can't even have faith unless God allows you to then the fact that you want to go to heaven and the fact that you want to love Jesus that shows that you've been called and you can be stand firm in that. And then that way, because now you can be firm in the fact that he has predestined you, you can praise him and you can humbly understand like how much you don't deserve it. Every time that you sin again, don't wonder if you're saved or not. Reflect back on how much you don't deserve any salvation, but Christ gives it to you anyways. All right, that is uh, chapter three. Uh, God's eternal decree of the Westminster Shorter Ca- or sorry Westminster Confession of Faith and we will see you tomorrow for Faithful Friday Now join me as we pray the Nicene's Creed God I believe in one God the Father almighty maker of heaven and earth and of all things, visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us, men, and for our salvation, came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and on the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father. And he shall come again, with glory, to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy, universal, and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. And now together we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.